Next on BYU Sports Nation, it's a trap, or is it? Will BYU basketball fall into the trap of overlooking Santa Clara tonight with Gonzaga looming? BYU Football 2020, what's the minimum benchmark for success this fall? Plus, what crazy prediction does former BYU star Jonathan Tavernari have for us this week? And Eric Mika repping the red, white, and blue. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday, February 20th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU Athletics TikTok video production specialist, Jerem Jordan. Kyle Griffiths, who is a fullback slash tight end, he produced a wonderful TikTok where he said, here are the fullbacks and the tight ends this year. Meet them. Now, we don't have the rights to play the theme to Full House, but that's the music that's playing. So you see Kyle Ihop Griffiths, Matthew Honeyhands Bushman. He has an apron on and no shirt on. That's awesome. <laughs> Mason Semi-Truck Wake, who consumes straight powder into his mouth. Hank Pops Tui Pelotu, who, yeah, looks like he's 50 and headed to the links. Isaac Clout King Rex. Coming off his redshirt freshman year. They're all introducing themselves. This is great. Nate Baby Joe Heaps with a dog. Carter Wheaties Wheat with a BYU inappropriate move off of the door. Nice. Bentley Youngbug Hanshaw emerges from this Harry Potter closet, which is made for a three-foot person. Lane Babyface Lunt. Maybe you haven't heard of him. He's a walk-on. Yeah. And last but not least, Alema Fanny Pack Pilimai. Uh, not to mention the Clarks, Jameson, assistant coach, and Steve started from the bottom. Click. That is a wonderful TikTok, and I never thought I would do play-by-play to a TikTok on the show, but here we are. That's the type of content I show Hired. up for each day on BYU Sports Nation. Outstanding stuff by Kyle Griffiths. And Fantastic. Even though we can't play the actual song, we'll just have Jerem sing it right now. Whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> the milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. What I thought I was singing. <laughs> you want to? It sounds like you wanted to sing it. No, hey. <laughs> it's just a classic song, right? It is. A classic. It's a classic TV theme. Yeah. Do you still have a crush on Jody Sweeten? Who's that again? I'm kidding. <laughs> Which one is she? Stephanie? Is that who it is? No, no, no it's the, yeah, it's Stephanie. Not Michelle. Michelle's the baby, right? And I don't Stephanie's really the know. middle child. I watched it a long time ago, but I don't have the names. And I then, didn't watch uh, Full House either. Candace Cameron was the oldest daughter. Oh, yeah. You didn't watch Full House? I said I watched Full House. Oh, sorry. I didn't watch Fuller House. Ah, yeah. okay. So I'm not, like, right. caught up. I don't okay. remember. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Here's today's show lineup. Right. Jonathan Tavernari. Did he watch Full House or not? His loud uh, opinions not. are back in Studio B. How BYU avoids a trap from Santa Clara tonight. BYU basketball jumps up in at least one key metric of their tournament resume portfolio. Plus, a young lady that's broken three school records recently, Whitney Orton of BYU Track and Field, will be burning it up. In Studio B, here are your Thursday BYU Sports Nation headlines. 23rd-ranked BYU men's basketball host Santa Clara tonight at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. On CBS Sports Network, listen on BYU Radio. The Cougars seeking their first-ever seven-game win streak in West Coast Conference play. But are the Cougars overlooking the Broncos with Gonzaga just behind them on Saturday? Jake Toulson, what say ye? 
the Santa Clara game tomorrow is the most important game that we've played so far this season. So we're going to approach it that way. And um, and then, you know, once once we're done, then we'll, we'll, we'll take on the next one the same exact way. But we got to take care of Santa, uh, Santa Clara uh, on Thursday and then um, just keep it rolling from there. Can we talk about something right now? Mm-hmm. I promise you Jake Tolson is way more excited than himself. No question. <laughs> because if that if his voice energy is indicative of the team's energy, and it's not, I'm telling you. He just likes to keep it low-key. The energy level for Jake Toulson specifically will be way higher yeah, on he, the floor. He's very chill with the media. Yes. Yeah. Tonight marks the first time BYU men's basketball has played at home as a ranked team since 2011. How about that? Yay. They are 19-2 all-time in Pro Bowl against Santa Clara and have not lost to the Broncos on their home floor since 1972. BYU and Utah Valley are going to play the next three seasons in men's basketball announced this morning. Cougars will host in 2020 and 2022. Utah Valley will host the Cougars in 2021. I like this. I think it's a natural game uh, that's just down the street. And uh, Mark Matson over there, Mark Pope, of course, was at Utah Valley. They figured it out, and uh, here we go. The University Parkway Collision. That's what I said, and then I was told, that sounds like a car accident. And I said, yeah. Exactly. 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 There's another name for it that's out there. I'm not as big of a fan as the one I made up, (laughs) but yeah. Number two, BYU men's volleyball hosts Concordia tonight at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, live on BYU TV with Jerem Jordan and Steve Vail on the call. The Cougars, 13-0, second best start in program history. That said, the Eagles have defeated the Cougars in each of the last two seasons. One of the weirder facts of BYU Volleyball. BYU star Gabby Garcia-Fernandez is expected to play tonight after missing the match last Friday. Batcats play a four-game set at Cal Poly starting tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU Radio 107.9 FM. Jason Shep on the call. Shepard. Justin Sterner will start on the mound for the Cougars, who are coming off of a win against number 25 Oregon State on Monday. Both teams 2-2 two and two this season. Former BYU big man Eric Mika representing the red, white, and blue of Team USA Basketball and the America Qualifiers. The U.S. play Puerto Rico tonight at 7 Eastern in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Mexico and Bahamas join those two teams in a pool of four. After six preliminary games, the top 12 teams will advance to the 2021 FIBA America. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We just went through all of the dynamics of BYU and Santa Clara in those headlines. Jerem is tonight with Gonzaga looming on Saturday as the second-ranked team in the country in a top-25 showdown. Is Santa Clara a trap game for BYU? 100%. This is a, this is a classic trap game. What is, what is everyone thinking about right now? Gonzaga Saturday. We're not breaking down Santa Clara, discussing what that means. Duh, 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 duh. BYU didn't play a game with Santa Clara on the road. This is one of those just one-offs. Uh, so here we are. This is a team that did beat St. Mary's early in the season. BYU's going to roll tonight, though. I, I think the team's focused. I think they understand what's at stake. I think they understand, okay, we're ranked. We have a physical target on our back now as a ranked team. Uh, BYU's been getting a lot of good games from people. They're coming off of a dramatic road comeback late win at San Diego. Seven seniors. This isn't a team that's entitled at all. I think they understand that without Dalton Nixon, there's some work to be done. I think they have a sense of urgency. I think they understand that every game matters. And Santa Clara has struggled uh, going 4-7 and seven since starting 14-2. and two. They have not played well in league play. So this is a team that BYU should beat up tonight. 
the Ken Palm says it's a 16 or 17 point game. I think BYU win this by double figures comfortably. But in the, in the classic sense of the word, this is a trap game. This BYU is needs to be aware. The definition of a trap game. Cougars rolling six straight wins. Heavy favorite, 14 and a half point favorite, according to the Vegas odds makers right now. Should dominate. And yes, Gonzaga is playing in Provo two days from now. It is the definition of a classic trap game, to use your words. But BYU is not going to fall into it. Too disciplined, too much urgency, and too much senior leadership. While Dalton Nixon is not playing, I guarantee Mark Pope has been preaching all week long. This is a trap game. You cannot overlook this team. There has been so much emphasis on the urgency of winning each and every game. If BYU wants to accomplish the things that, as Mark Pope says, they don't dare say out loud, they, they need to show up tonight and put it to Santa Clara, and I think they will. If it was on the road, I'd be more worried. BYU's been tremendous at home. They've been really, really good at home. BYU's, so I'm, I'm not as concerned. And Santa Clara hasn't won it in this building since 72. BYU's lost one game at home, and it's to an undefeated game. San Diego State team. Right. Ten-game win streak for the Cougars uh, against Santa Clara. Things are going well. This, this is a team that BYU should handle at home. Sense of urgency, right? Obviously, Gonzaga looming. Uh, big show for us tomorrow. We're going to be in the Marriott Center, make it big, right? Uh, yeah, we need BYU to win tonight. Otherwise, tomorrow is way less than the Cougars are going to win this game. The energy is going to be through the roof tonight. There is going to be close to a sellout crowd for this game tonight. Which is great. I think that will help avoid the yes. crappiness yes. of this situation. Like you said, right? if BYU is playing on the road in front of 1,000 fans, then, then it gets kind of weird, right? It's in Provo. It's not going to happen. Well, 500 BYU fans, so what's weird about that? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing weird about that specific, but yeah. <laughs> Settlement theory. You annoy the locals. Topic two. The Cougars will play their second game without senior Dalton Nixon tonight. Ankle injury. He's out for a few weeks. The hope is BYU gets him back for the NCAA tournament probably. So at the end of the season, what would be the bigger story? Dalton Nixon's injury or the return of Gavin Baxter? Man, it needs to be Gavin Baxter until the NCAA tournament, but I'm afraid it'll be Dalton Nixon. Again, this is the glue guy. This is the heart and soul of the team, and those are the words of the head coach. Plays such a critical role. Senior, leader, and now a three-point shot maker. I want it to be Gavin Baxter. I'm afraid it's going to be Dalton Nixon's injury that is the bigger story at the end of the season. Because how do you replace that? Gavin Baxter is going to have to do something pretty remarkable to overcome the loss of Dalton Nixon. I hope that Gavin is up for the task. And I know that Mark Pope said Gavin had a good day of practice and he's coming along. And He's not going to tell you if it's bad. He's of not course gonna say, not. He's not going to say, oh, my gosh, he looks terrible. Like, if he did, he'd say, oh, things going well, improving, hungry. But what he keeps saying is Dalton Nixon is a critical part of this team. He keeps going back to that Kinda well. Kind of worries me a little exactly. bit that he keeps exactly. going to that well. Why? Like, I, I understand, but... Uh, no, I'm with you. Uh, it's probably going to be Dalton Nixon, but I hope it's Gavin Baxter. Gavin Baxter is not going to do what Dalton Nixon did directly or even indirectly. I, uh, Gavin has a different skill set, obviously. Totally he different He can block game. more shots. Here, here's the thing. Gavin Baxter's role on this team, what is it? Let's talk about it. Because what do we expect him to actually do? Do we expect him to score much? No. He doesn't need to. This is the number one three-point shooting team in the country. This is a team with Yoli Childs. This is a team with T.J. Haas for the rim. Gavin Baxter doesn't need to score a lot. Can he get a bucket or two on an O board that he puts back? Sure. He's 0 of 3 in three games and has not scored yet. I would like him to score at least a little bit. He doesn't have to score a lot. 
Rebound the basketball. Rebound that basketball. His minutes per rebound uh, are down from last year. So just so we have a relative gauge, right? Obviously, he's getting in the swing of things. But his minutes per block are up by five minutes. So okay. he's better in blocking the ball this year than last year in limited action. Three games, still figuring it out. BYU's not going to replace Dalton Nixon's threes with Gavin Baxter. Not going to rep- no one's going to draw charges like Dalton Nixon. No one's going to, as Mark Pope alluded, uh, mentioned yesterday, st- uh, two days ago, steal possessions. Stealing possessions. It was yesterday. Gavin Baxter certainly, hopefully, makes a play at the end of the game. Can we have Gavin Baxter block a shot that wins a game or something? Uh, Nate Austin at Gonzaga. Could he do something like that? Where we go, yes, it was worth burning the red shirt. And, and I think now it was. Now that Dalton Nixon is out for a few weeks, Clearly. this was needed. A couple games ago, I thought, this isn't needed. Per se. This was needed now. You know what's going to make the difference for Gavin Baxter? One of those special moments. Those turning Something, point moments yes. a game. Because last February uh, against Loyola Marymount, Gavin had that turning point game. 25 points, 10 rebounds. He was 10 of 14 from the field. And everybody thought, whoa, okay, this is the Gavin Baxter that everybody got excited about when he was recruited out of Timview High School. We saw the length. We saw the athleticism. If he can get the crowd behind him with some of those a massive block and a huge noteworthy moments, right? yeah. Something's going to click in his head. Yes, and then I will then say, I'm not even mad. I'm actually impressed. You ate a whole wheel of cheese. Baxter. Baxter. twice if you're in Milwaukee. Remember when I went to Milwaukee and I was like, I heard Baxter. He barked <laughs> twice. I'm in Milwaukee. I do remember that because that was almost the last time BYU went to the NCAA tournament. The last time BYU went to the NCAA tournament, not in a first-four scenario. Hey, hey we're going back. Let's I go. know. I know. We, because we're both on the team, the Cougars, are going back. How nice has it been to watch marked success and improvement for BYU basketball this season? Going from a team that won 19 games last year, didn't make the NIT, to now firmly in the NCAA tournament projected field. We all want the same thing for BYU football. How did the Cougars get there? They are number 62 in the ESPN Football Power Index 2020 preseason, but projected at right around the six-win mark. Jerem, based on what has happened the past few seasons, what is the minimum threshold of success for BYU football in 2020? Six power fives. You mentioned uh, the last three years, BYU's 11 and 12 against a group of fives. We certainly hope for improvement. I don't, I'm not sure I expect it. I think the schedule's... Tough. BYU has some upperclassmen. Zach Wilson's finally a junior. Awesome. I don't want it to be this, but it's probably just make a bowl game, right? I'm hoping for like a seven-win season when I look at that schedule. What I'm really hoping for is eight-plus each year. I've said before, I think eight is the minimum threshold of a good team in college football. I don't think you're that good if you don't win eight. Was BYU good last year? They had good wins, but like when the dust settled... Weren't that good? Seven and six is not a thing you go, that's a good team. No, you got to win a Pretty wild that winning a bowl game makes you feel so differently about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. You only played 12 or 13 games, right? If you're really good, you play like 15. 56 teams won eight plus. That's 43% of FBS teams. Is it? Is that hard, right? BYU's scheduling up, certainly. That's a choice, though. Uh, 82 teams are bowl eligible, meaning they yeah, won at w- least six. That's 63%. I'd be interested to see what percentage, six. what percentage of teams that schedule a as difficult a schedule as BYU win 8+. But what reward is there for that? What's the reward for scheduling hard in college football? 
There's some of those no memorable reward. wins. I, I don't. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, no, no. I don't no, know. Like, I don't like, have an answer for the, that because there is. None I don't. One. I don't have the, an answer. The for that. macro view is there is none. In college basketball, what are we doing every day? We're breaking down how they evaluate tough schedules and nuance. Of what, there's nothing like that in football. Just wins and losses. Unless you're playing for the playoff, BYU will never be in the playoff, right? Um, could they make a New Year's Six one year? Not under the current scheduling philosophy. So uh, it's going to be like a six or seven win season. If they get eight, they, okay, that's good progress. Minimum threshold of a good team. Beat group of five teams at a sixty to seventy percent clip, and BYU will be there around the seven or eight win team every year. The minimum threshold of success for BYU to me, is seven wins because they've done it in each of the last two seasons with difficult schedules. Okay, so that, that's the minimum threshold, win seven games. Now, what I want is progress. I want eight wins. BYU needs to win eight games next year, even if that includes a bowl game, just to show progress. The fan base is in dire need of some visual representation of marked progress. Beat Utah. Beat Utah? How about beating Utah? Win eight games. I would rather beat Utah than win eight games because of desperation. Last year, BYU, while finishing with seven wins, just like they did the previous year, did have some marked progress because BYU beat Boise State. Certainly. They beat Utah State. They won two rivalry games. That was a big step forward. Yes, the company made, uh, you know, it was a better quarter, but but BYU's not making money, if you will, in wins. In wins. Win eight games. Progress. Yes. Nationally, BYU seasons are irrelevant. I want a relevant season. Not at, a relevant game in September. Yeah, at moments, or two or three. the season seems relevant. When you're 2 and 1, you beat USC. Season. The whole thing. Yes. Sure. Win eight games, start there. Our question of the day about relevant BYU basketball Why are you, or why aren't you, BYU Sports Nation, overlooking the Santa Clara game tonight? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At Bobo underscore Sarah answers on Twitter. It's not a game to be overlooked. BYU needs this win so BYU can keep the momentum rolling into the Gonzaga game. They have struggled a bit in some games they are supposed to win, and so the focus needs to be on the next game, and right now that is Santa Clara. No one's admitting they're overlooking Santa Clara. I'm looking through all their spots. No one's saying, absolutely, I don't care. No, the team should care. Well, typically you're the one that's like, I'm overlooking them, but even you aren't. Emotionally, I'm overlooking them. Oh, really? You are? physically, no. Okay. Emotionally, I'm thinking about Gonzaga Saturday. I'm not not thinking about Santa Clara. I am thinking about Santa Clara. You know what? Uh, they got to take it one game at a time. Okay. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Uh, Coming up, the Cougars move up and down in a resume update. And Jonathan Tabernari is back on the show. What wild predictions commentary does he have today and is he emotionally overlooking santa clara this is byu sports nation is anyone in master control right now byu sports nation is presented by the byu store the official outfitter of byu fans everywhere tonight the 23rd ranked cougars play their penultimate home game of the season hosting santa clara all of you are overlooking them stop it Pre-game coverage begins at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Anytime you can work penultimate into the show, it's a good day for you. I really started using it uh, when I went to Brazil on my mission trip because uh, they would say penultimo. And I was like, oh, second to last. That's cool. I like that one. Bring it back. Put it I've into been our, trying for six years. Put it years. into our language on a regular basis. I'm, I support seven you. Seven years? Yeah. Seven penultimate years. 2020. 
and Jerem Jordan. Now I can get behind that and vote. Okay? Uh, no, you don't. No, not me. You don't. <laughs> I'm just complaining about the football game. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is the penultimate show of this week. For and he, BYU and he's our pen, uh, the next guy's the penultimate guest of the show. That he is, Jonathan Tavernari, back in the Studio B. Welcome pen, back, brother. Penultimo. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, when are you shaving your head, man? Because uh, you put it on Twitter that you're going to do it if BYU yeah. makes the NCAA tournament. Are you, you're acting like this is some crazy move. Of course they're going to make the tourney. Yeah, I, I never said anything. I'm just saying that if when they make it, I'll shave it. Okay. Shave my head, shave my beard. Ooh. My wife's probably not going to be happy with that, but, it, you know. She likes the beard and she the hair. Ma- Well, you know, I look European like this. Mm. So um, and she likes the European style. Well, I mean, when you live there for about a decade, you know, you get used to it. So but she likes Italian JT more than Brazilian JT. Well, is that what you're saying? She met me when I was completely shaved and clean. Okay. And so and I look like Mr. Clean. And so it's, you know, <laughs> upgrade but, now, right? Yeah. But, you know, however, though, if, you know, and the last time I was here, you know, I don't know. Unfortunately, they can't play the clip back because I just got here. Because apparently, when I'm wrong, you guys have clips ready to show, <laughs> right? But you know, if you remember, this general right here was saying, "Oh, hey, listen, I disagree with you. Things evolve." You know, I think the Sweet 16 is very uh, BYU is very capable of getting there. So let's do this: BYU gets to the Sweet 16, you shave all your head. No. Why? No. You don't have faith it- in this team. I have I have faith they can shoot themselves into a sweet sixteen. Absolutely. And if they do it, you shave your head. I did the shaved head head thing. It's yes. time for someone else to do it. Oh. If I shave my Jason head, I'm afraid Shepherd. it will come back. <laughs> Jason yes. Shepard. That's the yeah, most gentle thing that's been said today. On the I show. think I think somebody needs to shave their head if they got to the sweet sixteen. Listen, I've done this before. I was the first. Okay. I don't want to do it again. All right, yeah. listen. You know, as my buddy Aaron Jones says, there it is. You, when you sign up I don't people, want to do it again. When, you ha- you, when it's your turn to sign up people to do things, you're the first one on top of the list. But I'm signing you up now. I helped clean the church it's on time. Saturday. I want you to know that. Okay. I signed oh, up. Right. Uh, after how long? <laughs> Months. <laughs> but I did it. And it was awesome. Okay. Well. All right, JT. Let, let's uh, keep this shaving the head theme going because <laughs> – BYU basketball making the tournament has been the catalyst for this and rejoining Jay Billis with the bald brethren. He, he put out a tweet to his <laughs> 1.4 million followers, sent it to you. Uh, what do you think about Jay Billis getting in on this conversation? Uh, you know, it's, to be honest, I remember watching ESPN and Jay Billis and all these guys when I was growing up. And so um, got to meet him in Vegas about, about 12 years ago or so on the Louisville and Carolina weekend. Uh, always joked around a little bit every now and then. He played in Italy as well. And so we've always talked about that, but it was funny. You know, uh, <laughs> the thing is, I don't, I don't think that uh, Brother Billis <laughs> can grow up <laughs> he here. Can't. You know? He can't. And so it's easy for you to invite people for the brotherhood. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. When you got nothing uh-huh. to lose. And so that, that's why I understand, like, you got something to lose. If you really think I this, do, I do. If you really think this BYU teams. It. Uh, you know what? It's remember the movie Coneheads. You'll not look like the Conehead brothers. Let's just let's just do it's it. It's not a thing I want. You know what? You're married. Look at that. You're married. You got kids. So am I. You know we're on a path to celestial glory. I had an unhappy marriage. Let for those it, ten weeks. Let you know? it happen. All right. Yeah. Just let it happen. My wife would not have it. In fact, I even joked about it earlier in the year when BYU played at Gonzaga. Should we do this again? And right. my wife responded like, "Please no." <laughs> 
<laughs> and she's not watching. That's so, funny. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this weekend. Obviously, Gonzaga, huge show. We're going to be in the Marriott Center tomorrow. We're doing this big show with uh, fans in, in, uh, in the Marriott Center tomorrow. Santa Clara tonight. This is a team that's struggled oh, recently. Because oh, I was going to say, before, before we talk about Gonzaga, yeah. there is something going on tonight. Yes, I, you know, yes, I, yes. And we threw out our question of the day of, okay, are you overlooking or not Santa Clara? No one wants to admit any kind of overlooking. I think because BYU is in such a good position, everyone has a, a quality sense of urgency, including the team, of course, regarding Santa Clara tonight. Yeah, I mean, and it's amazing. I mean, you know, I obviously when I'm not here, I'm following the program. It's amazing to me. And it goes back to what Coach Rose said a little while ago. Fans, how many people were saying, oh, just beat Gonzaga. I'm like, fellas, hold on. If you lose to Santa Clara on Thursday, a bad loss at this late in the game, a bad loss is worse. You know, it, 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 it causes more damage than a good win does good. And so it, you can't overlook this game. You know, I, I'm going to tell you this. The very first time we got ranked back in, oh, I think it was January 06, uh, January 07, my dad, um, actually from Brazil, um, calls me. I'm walking to practice. He goes, you guys got ranked. And I'm like, wait, what? He's like, you guys got ranked. Go look at ESPN. I look at ESPN. That was one of the most intense practices we had ever my freshman year because we were like, we just got here. There's no way on heaven on earth that we're going to lose this top 25 thing. And thankfully, we were able to keep it for four years, right? But um, if this team and, and Mark Pope, you know, if they do exactly what I expect them to do, they're going to come out with in a, very, a very Brazilian expression with the knife on their teeth ready to just throttle Santa Clara. And, and why? Because if you lose to Santa Clara and you beat Gonzaga, yeah, maybe you're still in the top 25, but your tournament chances are hurt. See, and I feel like the San Diego game was the wake-up call that BYU needed. That in and of itself was kind of a trap game scenario. you just blown out LMU. Right. You should beat San Diego. You know you're coming home. Because BYU survived that, I'm with you. I think BYU comes out gangbusters tonight, and they are all in on Santa Clara. 100%. And the thing about the USD game, um, if it's not glaring, is that you don't – I think I, I think there's two ways for you to look at The first one is you don't want to be on trading baskets with BYU because they're going to outscore and shoot with the best in the country. I mean, it was that way with San Diego State. I'm not going to go into that. I've done that way too many times in the show. With Kansas, right? They've done that with Kansas. With Gonzaga, they hung in there. That's without Yoli. And so imagine now that you're the best three-point shooting team in the country playing at home on a rhythm, feeling good. I've always talked about, and you mentioned this, as long as they're healthy, everybody pretty much seems to be on point. But now you also have Yoli, which I think Jay Billis gave him the ultimate compliment, talking about how great of a man he is and so forth. Um, but I definitely think that BYU, because of the San Diego game, they're going to focus a little bit more on defense. Because, again, uh, the San Diego team, I think, won twice in conference. And they came, they came literally a seconds away of shocking BYU at home. And, you know, of stunning BYU at home. I don't think BYU beating San Diego um, at San Diego, that's BYU stunning San Diego. BYU was expected to win that game. Let's sure, be, sure. Certainly. BYU was more than expected to win that game. Now, they made it interesting. Lo and behold, TJ uh, bailed us out again. Um, but I think that it, it's one of those situations that um, where you're going to see them ready to go um, will be on defense. And it's important because BYU's resume looks really good right now. BYU's a sixth with Lenardi. 
the opportunity to have a six is really important. I think avoiding a one or two seed would be awesome to not have to be a seven, eight, or nine. Although we're saying just avoid eight, nine, like almost anything but eight, nine. And and you played in an eight, nine game. It stinks. You know, yeah, it does. And, and you played in a couple. Yeah, I mean it's a tough matchup. I mean my my freshman year we played against Xavier, and if it wasn't for Drew Lavender, oh Drew Lavender, with you know just cook and just going, and I think he had like 24, 26 points, something like that. Came down to the last shot. My sophomore year against A&M, we started just cold. I mean, started 12, 13 years, something like that. My junior year against A&M again, I don't know why we played them again, but in our senior year, obviously, you know, first NCAA tournament victory, uh, first team to win 30 wins, also in school history. But um, I think that, and I I know your point of view, but I think you and I are more in line on this. As long as BYU makes it there, I'm okay this year. And I know it's a special team. We've we've decided and, and it's been determined that this is a special team because of the camaraderie, the environment. It it literally has brought excitement back to Krugertown. And being in the Mayor Center is cool and waiting in lines is the thing to do. So we've established that. But this team making to the NCAA tournament, to be honest, looking from not only a fan perspective, but a fan that actually knows the game, has been there. I think that BYU getting there and putting up a good fight this season is a job well done. And then obviously if they win, then you you know, you know just kind of get things rolling and so forth. But again, and I know that you're going to say that's evolved, but sometimes you got to crawl before you walk and run. Jonathan no, no, no. I get out of bed and I sprint. To work, JT. I don't warm up. I don't even stretch. I just go, and baby! And if you have your hair shaved, the aerodynamics on that, <laughs> you'll be faster. You'll be faster. Jonathan Tavernari with us on BYU Sports Nation. What's the chance BYU goes 2-0 and this week without Dalton Nixon in the lineup? It's, it's a funny thing you said that because Dalton is the heart and soul of this team, and you saw it as against San Diego. And the reason why is because it takes a whole lot of stuff to be able to be unselfish, to be a senior, to not be hunting for your own shot, and to be like, you know what, I'm going to do something extra for the team instead of just looking for, you know, the the glory and all of that. Um, it's not easy, all right? Um, after the career I had between my freshman and my junior year, to go to Coach Rose's office and say, hey, for this team right here, for us to be really good, you need to start Noah instead of me. It's not easy to do. Especially I'm a senior, I want to have contract, um, I have the national team and expectations and so forth. Um, it's not easy. So what Dalton is doing, the reason why I say that he's the most important thing, and more, uh, excuse me, the most important player, um, um, he's the heart and soul of this team, excuse me, is because he's unselfish, he's playing defense, he's taking charges. Um, it's not easy for you to put your body like that on the line every single time. I mean, how many times he takes charges, let alone tries to take charges, and he pounds it and pounds it. And so I think there will be um, the, Gavin, the Gavin Baxter, uh, you know, uh, uh, come to Jesus of having to make sure that he's ready to go. It's going to have to be that much quicker. And, I mean, I know Coach Pope said that, you know, Gavin, the last few game, few practices, it's up to par and he's getting better. But it's uh, – Jay said something extremely well. Uh, BYU is not a rim protector team, Right. But Gavin changes that because he's a leaper and he's long and he can block shots and alter shots. However, Gavin is not 100%. And with all Dalton there, defensively, that's where BYU lacks the most. Also, Mm -hmm. um, making that extra pass, swinging from one side to the other without holding the ball. And so 
if BYU does it, I think that it's even more of a testament to how good uh, Mark Pope is, how my wife says, the genius of Mark Pope of getting these guys to bow in and being selfish. JT, let's keep the knife in the teeth, huh? Okay. And, and go get it. Hey, yeah, I didn't yeah. learn that one as a missionary. I got a real – <laughs> hey, you know what? How about this really bad joke from Brazil? Um, what do you call a guy that can't stand up? What? Neil. <laughs> hey, you got to love Brazilians' dumb jokes, right? I called that a Ted joke. I love oh. Brazilians. They're the best. Oh, that's okay, fantastic. Awesome. Thanks, JT. One of your more epic performances it, on the show, my friend. I, you know what? I appreciate it. And again, don't overlook. I got to tell you this because he and I are on par. Don't overlook Santa Clara, all right? Don't be thinking about Who's the show tomorrow. Who's playing tonight? There you go. See? <laughs> Don't pay. Hey, we're going to put him I'm on. I'm not t- on the team. You're going to be on timeout next week, all right, <laughs> if this happens. You don't I'm watch just the saying. show very much, I'm, do you? I'm just saying. You're I gonna say be, a lot of stuff, You're going to be on timeout. Coming up, Whitney Orton smashed the 3,000-meter indoor record last week. She'll join us in the studio. And a BYU basketball resume update. Which metric did the Cougars move up in without playing a game? This is BYU Sports Nation. And more Brazilian jokes from JT. Tomorrow we're doing the show live from the Marriott Center Court as we get you ready for number two Gonzaga, number 23 BYU. Head coach Mark Pope will join us, and you can too. We'll have an audience with us on the court. We want you there. If you're local, come hang out. BYU Rock, I'm looking at you and everybody else. Let's go, baby. Doors open at 9.30 local time. We're live at 10. Let's go. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, Jonathan Tavernari, bringing his swag into Studio B just moments ago with bad Brazilian jokes and all. If you missed any of it, download the podcast. I'm not shaving my head. Come on. We've been there. <laughs> You've been there. You had to watch. No. No. Don't you believe in the state? That has nothing to do with it. I've already done it. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Number 23, BYU host Santa Clara tonight. 9 Eastern, the Cougars have won 10 in a row in Provo against the Broncos, dating back to 1972. Chris Merchosich thinks that's awesome. BYU is seeking a first-ever seven-game win streak in West Coast Conference play. Volleyball. Number 2, BYU men's volleyball hosting Concordia tonight. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, live on BYU TV. The Cougars... Off to their second-best start in program in program history at 13-0. That said, the Eagles have beaten BYU in each of the last two seasons. Is this a trap game for BYU men's volleyball? No, because USC is 2-11 on Saturday. BYU star Gabby Garcia-Fernandez expected to play tonight after missing last Friday's match. Baseball. Cougars play a four-game set at Cal Poly starting tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, and the BYU Cougars app nationally. Justin Sterner will start for the Cougars on the mound. BYU coming off a win against number 25, Oregon State, on Monday. Both teams 2-2. Two and two. Beat Cal Poly. BYU baseball great, former Major League Baseball All-Star Wally Joyner. One of ten inductees scheduled for the West Coast Conference Hall of Honor on March 7th. He totaled 43 home runs at BYU, scored 191 runs in a golden age of Cougar hardball from 81 to 83. Remember when BYU was ranked number one in baseball? Wally Joyner was part of that. I do think it's a little weird that dudes that ne- and ladies that never played in the WCC are in the... It- like, I, I get it, and they're including Big White, but it's just kind of weird to me. Like, Jerry Fred! It's like, you playing the WCC, what are we doing? Cougars in Pro Hoops. Eric Mika is representing Team USA in the America Cup qualifiers. The Americans play Puerto Rico. Gabby Garcia Fernandez, sorry, you guys are going down. Uh, tonight, 7 Eastern in San Juan. Mexico and the Bahamas join those two in a group. Uh, after six preliminary games, the top 12 teams advance. 
the 2021 FIBA America. He's not Women's playing. Women's basketball. He's not playing with Stockton. He's doing this. Mm. Maybe he goes back to that later. I don't know. He'll be back in Kinda the NBA cool. again. He's playing well. BYU women's basketball visiting Santa Clara tonight at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. You can watch that on the WCC Network. Correction, that is 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. BYU 15-9 and nine on the season. They're tied for second in league play. Every game matters if they want that triple bye like BYU men's basketball is gunning for in Las Vegas. The Cougars are 16-1 against Santa Clara in women's hoops since joining the conference. Volleyball. The women's team announces four new signees. Middle blocker Leilani Dodson, middle blocker Ali uh, Hakes, opposite Michaela Tolman and libero Maddie Allen. Softball. Isn't it libero? <laughs> yeah. Libero. <laughs> no, no. Libero. Uh, BYU softball playing in my old stomping grounds in Cathedral City, California. Just outside Palm Springs at the Marionetter Collegiate Classic, BYU will face UC Riverside and Notre Dame later today. BYU currently 5-4 and four on the season. And uh, as we have come grown or become accustomed to, have yet to play a home game. They just play what? on the road for like two months, and then they finally come home. Why would they play here again in February? They wouldn't. Yeah, they're smart. Playing California and Mexico. Swimming and diving. Sounds amazing. At the MPSF Championships in California, the women's 200 medley set the school record Posting a time of 139.24 in the relay. Finishing third. The competition continues through Saturday. Golf. Peter Quest for perfection. Named to the 2020 Ben Hogan Award watch list. Not a shocker. Was on the 2019 watch list as well. Quest has already won three tournaments this season back in the fall. He's ranked the number seven collegiate golfer in all the land according to Golf Week and those Sagarin ratings. Good luck to Peter and the BYU golf team as they move forward. Okay, Jerem. It is time for our daily BYU basketball resume update. We start with the most important ranking, which is the net. BYU has moved up one in the net rankings. They are number 20. Number 20 in the most important metric. That's up one from yesterday. I did say I was going to shave my head if they got in the top 20. So, no. That's awesome. I'm happy. Ken Palm, 18. BPI, 21. Sagarin, 26. Strength record, 30. This is all good. And then there's another one that we don't care about. 21 and 7. BYU's in 116 of 116 brackets. Average seed, 7.36, according to Bracket Matrix. As high as 5, as low as 11. 7.36. 7.36. Uh, Lenardi has BYU as a 6 as of Tuesday, waiting for the latest update. Yeah, BYU's hovering in this awesome range between 6 and 7. Again, we've been saying just avoid 8-9, man. I'd rather be a 10 or 11 or even 12. If BYU beats Santa Clara and they beat Pepperdine, even with a loss to Gonzaga, they will stay on that 6 line. The key for BYU staying on the 6 line when it really matters is beating St. Mary's in Las Vegas. Yes. I Here's the reason we want certain seeds, because those matchups lend themselves to a more uh, an easier game, not only in the first round, but in the second round. I BYU's just too good not to go and probably win a game. Go win a game. If BYU doesn't win a game, we'll celebrate the season, and it was awesome, but they'll just blend into the other teams that made it but didn't win, right? I think this is a team that deserves to be remembered more, and you have to win to earn that. Jerem, a breaker of records who is going to be remembered, will join us next. Whitney Orton, track and field distance runner, school record breaker. Uh, she sees a record. She just smashes it. That's what she does. Plus our and one picks for Santa Clara. Only three regular season games left. Jerem and myself down to the wire. It's BYU Sports Nation.
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Second-ranked BYU Volleyball hosts Concordia tonight. Watch the game live at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. The Cougars looking to stay undefeated, ranked second in the country. MPSF play continues. Shout-out to Jordan Feinauer, who used to work in BYU Athletics. He says he's watching on a cross-country flight. Jordan, what's up, man? Isn't technology amazing? It's awesome. Give me a 35,000 feet. On an airplane, watching the show. Streaming BYU Sports Nation. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We hope you've enjoyed today's show thus far. It has been high energy, and we're going to keep it that way with our and one picks. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports You probably know the rules by now, but we have a first pick worth two points. If we get that one correct, then you have a shot at a bonus point like a free throw for one more. Jerem leading 37-35 going into tonight's BYU game against Santa Clara. My two-pointer, Jerem. BYU by 15-plus points. Line at 14-and-a-half right now. I'm not buying the trap game scenario. I think BYU will win convincingly tonight. So so overlook them. And one. BYU will shoot 70.5% or better from the free throw line. They've been strangely not that great this year. I'm hoping the home crowd will help BYU beat their season average mark of 70.4. So I'm going 70.5% or better from the free throw line for my free throw attempt and the and one. My two-pointer is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The only child's TJ Hodson, and Jake Toulson average a combined 50.0 points per game. Exactly 50. How about that? Awesome. So I say the big three will combine for 50 plus. They will so hit that mark. They'll hit that mark tonight. Uh, if it's a blowout, perhaps not. That's why I feel like it's aggressive because they might and get pulled, what? right? And BYU will shoot 46% or better. Santa Clara is holding WCC opponents to 41.6. BYU, one of the better shooting teams in the country, but I like the uh, matchup against a good defensive team. Again, we have to get the first one right to have a shot at our and one. That's what makes this very tricky. But you can yell and one and still miss the shot. Correct. Because that's what everyone does, even if you don't make it. Coming up, rise and shout-outs. And Whitney Orton is breaking records and joining us in Studio B. Nice of her to take some time out of her record-breaking paces for this. This is BYU Sports Nation. It's legit, man. BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go. How you doing? The The MVP of your next event. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You can always subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you choose to get your podcasts. And we have free apps, BYU TV and BYU Radio. Download them today. Joining us now in Studio B to help us close out a record-setting show, if there ever were one, is a BYU record-setting runner for the 11th-ranked Cougar women's track and field team, Whitney Orton. Whitney, welcome back to Studio B. It's great to have you in here, especially because you guys just did a swimming workout. Yeah. So, yeah, you sprinted up here to get here. How, how was uh, practice? Um, it was really great. My team, honestly, it was really, it was really cool to see. They, um, Courtney was blow-drying my hair. Oh, they were, yeah. they were helping you. <laughs> yeah, Courtney blow-dried my hair. Anna was, like, eating her burrito. And I'm like, Anna, go get my car. I'm like, you got to get me there, you know? So Anna picked me up, took me. Yep. And now you're here. It was a medley relay to get you ready. And that broke a record as well, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) You have recently broken three major records in BYU women's track and field. The 3,000 meters, the indoor mile, which you ran at a blistering four minutes, 29 seconds, and the 5,000 meter as well. What has changed in your approach over the last six months to allow you to do this? Um, I definitely think, like, 
last season was really just ruffling. Last indoor, I was struggling for sure. You could ask Coach T. We were, like, in the dumps. <laughs> she was, like, still, like, happy for everybody else. Like, me and her, like, together, we're, like, this is not we're, – we're just trying. But it just kept going bad, you know. So I think that, like, having that bad season allowed me to, like – have a good like fresh mentality and be like, hey, I gotta really like show up for every race. Every race counts. So, and in yeah. Seattle, you did breaking the three thousand. So walk us through kind of how that happened. Eight forty nine sixty three. You shattered the previous record by eleven seconds. Yeah, um, I've never ran that race before. So excuse I'm, me. Yeah, <laughs> you've never run the three thousand indoor. <laughs> I've never what? ran. I've never ran a three k. You should probably run it again. <laughs> you should yeah, keep doing this. I guess. I guess I'll maybe try it again. <laughs> okay. Okay. But um, yeah, so I didn't really know. I've never experienced the pain of a three k. I've experienced the five k and the mile pain. So I was like, it's probably somewhere between there, you know. So yeah, just tried to compete for the win and just see what happens. So but, you cross the finish line. Do you look up and realize what you've done? How long does it take? Who tells you? Um, the clock's like right there at the finish line. So I was watching it as I was coming in. I'm like, all right. <laughs> this, this is good, I think. I've never run this race, but I think this is good. That was yeah. the most underwhelming reaction to an amazing thing ever. Yeah, who that tells was... you that you okay. broke, who yeah. told you you broke the BYU record? I knew that I did because okay. I knew what it was before. And we've talked, we talked about it. It wasn't like, like she knew what fitness I was in. So she's like, you should do it. Like, if you don't, I'll be very surprised. Oh, wow. Just because, like, my fitness Dilgeet is Diljeet had set the standard. Yeah, so I was like, okay. <laughs> and then so. you, you don't break the record of some random person from 88. No. You break Erica Burke Jarvis's record, your teammate and friend. Yeah. So what's that like? Yeah, I don't know. We do – we have, like, a good competitive – I don't know. It's good. Like, after my race – like, she was in the race, and she fell down, and they were supposed to run – they were supposed to break the record, too, with, like, what they were going to do because they're in really great shape, too, so – it was, like, uh, it was unfortunate that they fell, but she's, like, super nice and super supportive, and I know that she's good enough to do the same thing, so I'm like, I just got it this time, you know, but, you know. So, so. we could say broken again, you're saying, this season, by you or somebody else. Well, they, Erica and Courtney, they're red shirt. well, Courtney's redshirting, and Erica's done with indoor, mm. so she can't break it again. Courtney can maybe break it next year. You guys can maybe have her sitting here <laughs> next time. Perhaps, <laughs> right? We'll see. <laughs> but... Yeah. Whitney Orton with us on BYU Sports Nation, record-setting runner for 11th-ranked BYU women's track and field. What is your training regime like? How do you get to this point to be in good physical condition? Um, I feel like this year has been different because I've had a whole year of cross-country, too. And in the past, I've been injured in cross country, so I've been and what an epic fitness. year of cross country oh. it was! Yeah, it yeah, was so second, good. Almost it won was it. Cool. Yeah, yeah that was so close. <laughs> it's okay. It was really, it was really cool. But yeah, I think just that extra cross country fitness does great things for the body. I've never experienced it. I'm like, I feel so much better in all my races. It's crazy. Just extra strength and stuff. So, what's your favorite event? Um. I can't say that the 3K is my favorite, even though it's like when I'm ranked the best. All your running days of the yeah. 3K, right? Because <laughs> I've only run it once. <laughs> so I'm like, I really, I really just don't know how I like, I like it, obviously. Like, it's good. It's a good race. But I've raced the mile so many times, and there's like a little extra like fire and motivation towards that. But I like them. They're all great. So just whatever I do the best at, probably. What record are you aiming for next? Um... Whatever one, I, I don't know, whatever one I'm running. <laughs> okay. What's the next one you're running? 
Uh, I don't, I, it's really fast. I'm not necessarily going for, I'm just doing it for a little side event, but I'm doing the 800, I think, at MPSF, possibly. Okay. But it's not like, that's just, that's not a, that's yeah. not a, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> oh, I haven't run it before. You know, maybe I'll just go out there and uh, break, break the, the record. record so, whatever. A little yeah. side event, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Side no, job, no, no, that's made not, a million. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, we're just kidding. Whitney, it's great to have you. Congratulations. Yeah, Let's give really you some cool. Sports Nation karma for the main events or the side events, whatever you're running. <laughs> MPSF championships, the next thing. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Okay, good luck. Yep. Awesome. Back Thank in Seattle, by the way. Back I know. in Seattle. We just keep going back. Pride of Penguich. Penguich, Utah. She could Let's probably go. play basketball for Jeff Judkins, too. No yeah. kidding. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Okay, Whitney. thanks, guys. All right. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Why are you or why aren't you overlooking the Santa Clara game tonight for BYU basketball? Commando.carry on Instagram says, there? some call it a trap game. That might be true, but I'm hoping that the scare at San Diego will be a wake-up call. Senior leadership should prevent overlooking anyone. Okay. Today's rise and shout-outs. Mine goes out to the seven BYU seniors. We're going to see them play their final home games. And for a couple of these guys, all of these guys have contributed to this. But the, the seven seniors certainly have gone all in, and this has been a really meaningful year. Excited to watch Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson and TJ Haas, and unfortunately not Dalton Nixon, but all of these guys. And looking forward to tomorrow, being in the Marriott Center, by the way, with Mark Pope. Game day eve before Gonzaga. It's going to be awesome, man. Mine goes to Kyle Griffiths for producing one of the better TikTok videos (laughs) I've ever seen. If you missed it, it was on the top of the show. The BYU tight ends and fullbacks with nicknames and all produced a full house-esque open with the music. We can't play it on air, but you can go watch it on social media. I I sing part of it. Whatever happened? No, I'm not going to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do it again, but I kind of No, no, no. (laughs) Our thanks to today's guest, Jonathan Tavernari, and you just saw our Whitney Orton, who was on her way to break another record. Yeah, she's literally going to just break that 800 record down the field. Yep. Uh, Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. We won't have time for you tomorrow either, just FYI. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUS. Love how you put that out there. Just plan on us not having time for you tomorrow. We're probably not going to be able to do it. Sorry, buddy. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Vern Thompson, BYU basketball star in the late 70s. Yeah, baby. Join Mark Pope, Alex Barcelo, and us tomorrow at the Marriott Center, either here on TV or in person. Go Cougs!